Tonight I'm joined by Sean, Big Sexy Krebs. Hey, hey. Eric, General Counsel Crew. Yes, sir. And John Ford. Hey. <laughs> uh, the Bagels defeated the Jaguars 24-21 Thursday night at Paul Brown Stadium. They remain tied for first place in the AFC North, along with the Browns and the Ravens. Fuck the last place Steelers. I want to shout out to all the people that joined us for the tailgate. We had a whole lot of who day going on, oh some good God, food, good Hoo-day. drinks. That was a good time. Yeah. Actually, let me. How are you guys feeling? I mean, four days later after that tailgate, I'm still kind of recovering. Recovery. Got, <laughs> I'm doing sober October, so. <laughs> I took three poops before 2 p.m. that day. On Friday, the day after? Yeah. Three poops before 2 p.m.? Wow. Wow. And uh, were they normal or? No, no, no. They were, they, were, they were all great, but I had to do it three times. They were, they were weirdly. I mean, if we're being specific, they were weirdly black and greasy. All right. Uh, thanks one more time to Fretboard for hosting us for an awesome live podcast last Monday. Apologies for the loud volume on that podcast uh, and lack of sound effects. You know, normally we like to mix in a little fun. Listen to me. There it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like that. Yep. Just like that. So we're back. We're back in the studio, the Northside studio. Uh, r- quick recap of the game. So, again, four days ago, not as fresh in the memory, but I'm just going to hit some highlights. Uh, Bengals' defense came out a little slow and tired. They had a short week recovering from the game at Heinz Field, and they gave up 14 points in the first half. I got to say, I was a little nervous at first that Urban Meyer was out coaching us, and that felt bad. But uh, the defense did come up with a huge goal line stand right before halftime, and this was really a tale of two halves. After the break, Joe Burrow got it done with his arm, racked up 348 yards, two touchdowns, both to tight end C.J. Uzoma. Mixon got a touchdown before coming off injured with what we now know to be a low ankle sprain, and he's listed as week to week. That sounds familiar. Evan McPherson put the icing on the cake by making his second game-winning field goal of, of the season after a five-minute and 30-second drive for 75 yards, uh, masterminded by Burrow himself. Uh, and, and then the cake was eaten when Urban Meyer got caught on video uh, <laughs> with the OSU co-ed <laughs> Saturday night. So, yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. If you haven't, if you haven't seen this already, you guys got to go on Twitter. Urban Meyer's getting twerked on by... <laughs> I assumed it was his wife. I don't know why. I just it, it wasn't because the tweet said that's not your wife, Urban. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was it was awkward, wasn't it? She was also like maybe twenty one. Yeah, and his arm completely disappeared between her legs. But uh, he said he did apologize today for being a distraction to the Jaguars. So I'm happy to be three and one and not the zero and four Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> that's all I'll say. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, real quick, back to the recap. I just want to say big ups to all the fans that were in the jungle on Thursday. I think the 12th man factor really made a big difference in, on some of those defensive stops. Um, again, that goal line stand and then the fourth quarter when it looked like the Jags might come back and, and, and get the W. Um, we stood up. We were loud. And, you know, I, I think Trevor Lawrence got a little shook through some incomplete passes when he needed to make the connection. Uh, so, yeah, fucking awesome victory. Um, start with a little bit of around the horn here. Eric, 
CJ Uzoma, man. He leads the Hude chants in the locker room after the games. Uh, he worked hard to come back from an Achilles injury. He's catching balls now. He's breaking tackles, scoring touchdowns. Is he right now the best leader on this team? No. No. Jer Joe Burrow is the best leader on this team. Fair. But CJ is a leader. And, and, you know, in order to have a great team, you need a bunch of leaders. But... He's had what, you know, four or five Bengals quarterbacks that he's played with. Um, there's a reason that his best game came with Joe Burrow, um, that came when uh, a lot of his yards came when we were down. Um, two of his big plays came when Burrow both made the, the check when the defensive tackle dropped exactly where Uzoma would have been and waved him and then scrambled and throw that, you know, dart. And then the other was on that check that, uh, you know, against the cover zero blitz. So um, anyway, all, all I'm trying to say is so he's that Burrow is leading the team. No, he's doing more than that, obviously. He is an amazing, I think what they would call a glue guy, um, a guy that, that, that sticks your team together, that um, especially on good teams is going to make everything work better. Yeah. Um, but I don't think if you just add CJ to a team that is perhaps mediocre, that he turns it great. I think that you put Joe Burrow on a, a mediocre team and he makes it great because of uh, the way they practice uh, with him, the way they play for him, the way they believe in him. Um, so yeah, you know, all, all, all ups to uh, Uzoma, but um, I can't say he's the best leader. Oh, you're right, I think glue guy is definitely a better description. He's the top cheerleader. Yeah. yeah, like he's the he's the best bang girl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean no, I, I love Uzoma. You know he had the I, I think someone shared him uh, doing a lip sync little thing today yeah. to uh, call me maybe, and he's always you know in the preseason he was in the locker room. So I was like, oh Uzoma, he's a great cheerleader, rah rah guy. That's why I was so surprised in week one when he had that huge catch against the Vikings uh, to that led to the first Evan McPherson game winning field goal. Um, but I would, I mean, I would love it if this is, becomes a pattern where he catches balls that lead to game-winning field goals. That would be great. But yeah, I agree with Eric. I mean, Joe Burrow is the number one leader on this team. He, I don't know if you guys saw the mic'd up. Uh, Joe Burrow was mic'd up in, in the fourth quarter on that drive. He was saying, just give me the ball. I got it, guys. Just give me the ball. And then they did the all-out blitz, which they call a zero cover because there's nobody back in the back, like safeties covering deep. And he audible to Uzoma, which is, again, another time where they ran a play that Uzoma doesn't typically run uh, because they had Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd both lined up in the slot. Uzoma out wide. Uh, they audible to this jailbreak screen to the wide, the widest wide receiver, which just happened to be Uzoma. He wasn't used to it, but Burrow said he memorized the whole playbook in the back of his head. He knew that call was coming because he knew that Jacksonville has a Baltimore defense, former defensive guy, and he knows Baltimore likes to run that. And he apparently knows everything. And uh, <laughs> smartest guy and on the yeah, field all he, the time. Says yeah, Uzoma. and he threw it to Uzoma, and and there you go, big big play. So. Uh, yeah, Burrow's the man. Um, but, yeah, and then after that plays, Burrow's like, you can't zero me. You can't zero me, <laughs> which is just like, yes, no, you can't. He's the leader. And then on the defensive side, I mean, you've got um, Jesse Bates back there. You've got Logan Wilson now stepping up in the middle as a leader. Um, and then I think Mike Hilton has actually done a lot for this team. Uh, apparently in the preseason he brought in, like, some Steelers ways, you know, we hate to say it, but, you know, they, they had some 
good ways to incentivize each other in the secondary and make sure they were all giving it their best. Um, and he's also stood up in the locker room at times, from what I've heard, and, uh, and gives some pep speeches alongside Burrow and Tyler Boyd. So there are a bunch of leaders on this team. Um, yeah, and Uzoma, Uzoma also looks great in a turtleneck, <laughs> if everyone doesn't know. Black-owned. Yeah, no, he is a handsome individual, and, and that goes a long way for leadership. You know, you want to look up to people that look good. Uh, just a fun point about Mike Hilton. When we beat the Steelers, they let him get in on the victory formation because they knew that it meant a lot to him. So, yeah, I, he seems like a good attitude guy, another glue guy, you know, maybe not as much of a, a leader as Uzoma because Uzoma, you just see a lot of them, you know, between games. You see a lot of them on whether it's Bengals pushing the media or, again, his own posts. He was all over TikTok this weekend, uh, which was pretty funny. Sean, this, this and real quick before you go, this does speak to like what they asked Zach Taylor after the game. What's different about this team? And uh, we mentioned last week, do we maybe actually have a, a good front office? Like we've got a lot of guys who bring a lot of this kind of glue uh, stuff to the field. They, you know, they they're leaders. They uh, play the right way. They practice the right way. So uh, not to say that like a lot of the guys from the previous regime weren't doing that, but it, to, to, it, it speaks to like the kind of culture change that we've had over the last three seasons that finally seems to be taking effect. And just correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they actually say that that wasn't intentional? Like he, they just like, oh, he, he didn't be out on that play to like take the victory formation. Like they acted like it wasn't actually intentional that he was an ex Pittsburgh player and that he was going to be part of the victory formation. They were like, nah, he just. We just we just put them out there because we had to. Like they all they like stuck to that story, mm-hmm. but I think that then the obvious it's obvious that he's out there for that mm-hmm. reason. But then they, what they said to the media was, "No, we're just putting him out there to like be part of mm-hmm. reformation." Just in case they fumble and we need someone to tackle it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's kind of cool. I mean, I, I appreciate that when it's like they keep something to themselves. You know, what I mean, it's not all about just like they don't. I mean, they're not completely like transparent about it. Well, know. you don't want to give the other team ammo. You don't want to make give the Steelers a reason to get even more hype for the next game, especially if you're starting to kick them down and stay down on them. Why you don't kick them when they're down? Because um, uh, you know they'll just get more hyped about it. Yeah. Uh, well, hold on now. Don't be like hell yeah, we put Mike Hilton out there because we took him from you and you all are garbage. Yeah. Well, then uh, what about Tyler Boyd's comments about them giving up? You think maybe he didn't check that with the front office facts. first? Facts. <laughs> facts. All he is doing is stating facts there. But however. Yeah, he was definitely rubbing it in their face. He was definitely, and I, I don't care. Tyler Boyd can do it. Tyler Boyd can do it. Yeah, hopefully Pittsburgh doesn't get good like next year because right now I'm gonna just fucking just, I mean, just enjoy the fact that they are absolute shitty trash right now. It's phenomenal. We need to talk about it more. Quite frankly, I'm not sure we've done enough. <laughs> <laughs> How bad are they? Who'd they lose to this week? The Packers, who we play this week. Oh God, they're so shitty. What was the score of that game? It was like 31 to 17, but I think it was closer. They, they made it close at the end, but it wasn't that close. It, was, yeah. it wasn't close. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I'm going to keep asking you about this. I know, you know some folks might find it redundant, but this was the most glaringly obvious weakness on our team last season, the offensive line. Um, we gave up one sack for, sorry, for uh, six yards. Uh, we only had 78 yards rushing on 22 attempts, which is 3.5 yards per carry. You know, kind of a, a hit and miss game for the O-line, if you ask me. I mean, I'm glad they protected Burrow, but I would like to see more rushing yards, and I think the O-line deserves some of the responsibility for that. The game dictates the play calling, of course, but 
3.5 yards per carry. That's, that's a little on the low side. Uh, what grade would you give the offensive line against the Jags? I would go with a B. Um, I was looking up some stats, and uh, the the five top-graded players in the Bengals by PFF this week were all offensive players, uh, and two of those guys were Quentin Spain, our left guard, and left guard left tackle Jonah Williams. Uh, we, I think we looked at the numbers. Joe Burrow got sacked on 14% of his pressures that were given up, so that was one sack. So that means we got pressured seven times. So only seven pressures on 32 dropbacks. That's pretty good, especially considering we were throwing a lot in the second half because we were behind. And I think a lot of that, the issues with the running game, the first half, uh, were, I think we, we did. Uh, you mentioned it. We got out coached in the first half. I think Urban Meyer kind of handed it to Zach Taylor a little bit there. Um, some of the same stuff we kind of saw against Chicago, I felt like. Uh, unimaginative play calling, kind of leaving our offense out there, letting the defense, uh, or not leaving our offense out, but the, leaving our defense hanging out, hanging out to dry because the offense wasn't really putting many drives together, stalling out around the 50-yard line, having to punt the ball. Um, so second half when the Jaguars knew we were going to pass the ball, um, we were able to protect Burrow. He had some clean pockets, and when they brought pressure, uh, we were able to pick up the blitz or Burrow was able to get it out right in the nick of time like he did on that huge play to Azoma before the McPherson field goal. So I say B. I think they're continuing to improve. Um, I didn't see the grades for Hopkins, Reef, and Carmen, um, but uh, I I think, uh, you know, as long as we keep those five healthy, I'm going to roll with them. I think Burrow's happy with them, and let's do it. I'll take a B. God damn, that's that's mm-hmm. great. What have we been the last three years? D, <laughs> D minus yeah, F way territory. Worse. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a new day. I mean, this is a tough random question. I'm a stats guy. I just, do you know how many times he got sacked through the first four games last year? Any idea? I mean, is he getting better protected this year? I don't have sure? it in front of you, but no, he's definitely getting better protected. Uh, he was, I think, had he he was the most sacked quarterback at the time of his injury. Uh, and I think even though he missed like what the last five or six games of the season, he was still the last six, seven games of the season. He was still, I think maybe the 28th or 29th most sacked quarterback of the NFL. Cause uh, I, he got I, blown up last I was, year. I mean, the statistics are still bad though this year. Like I think he's still gotten hit. Like I think he's been sacked like six times. Well, again, the, the first two games were against yeah, weeks one and two. Yeah. The but Vikings and bears who have underrated pass rush and actually now in the last so if you now account for the Steelers and Jaguars games, we're giving up way less pressure against two teams that don't have as good of a pass rush as the Bears, who are now two and two, and the Vikings, who I think lost yesterday again, but barely. They, yeah, but they had a close game. So uh, no, I think the all in all, it shows that uh, the Bengals' offensive line is doing better. We had some, the, we had we were getting pressure in the first couple of weeks, but we're growing. We're getting better. Burrow's getting better, getting the ball out. I think everybody's getting a little bit more chemistry. We'll see. Let's hope it keeps improving. Sean, there's something I, 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 that you said that um, just sparked something in my head. And Eric, I'm going to ask you. So last year, I know Zach Taylor got a lot of criticism from <clears throat> myself and other people on this podcast for not making halftime adjustments. I mean, it's like things that we all see as obvious as fans <laughs> he just doesn't pick up on but this year and maybe not this year but the, at least thursday uh, well let's talk about thursday whatever the adjustments that were needed we made them i mean we came back 
and scored 24 points in the second half after scoring zero in the first. And I, I mean, what what do you think the adjustments were? Or I mean, do, do you believe that he's capable of making these or was, did he get lucky or did Urban Meyer just blow it? Um, I, I think there are multiple things going on here. I think he has now earned the possibility that he is getting better as a coach and that maybe with time and experience, a young coach can grow into being a better coach. Um, he's earned at least that possibility now at three and one, at the way this team's come out, um, at the way they're talking about the culture that's in the locker room. Um, however, his previous two years still bring a great deal of skepticism for me. And um, again, looking at how we lost last year, uh, at, and I'm still looking at Joe Burrow. I'm still looking at number nine as the difference maker. Also in terms of in-game adjustments and when they get a chance to talk in the locker room, I think he might be a little like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were. You know, they were actually going in and talking to guys and saying, what are you seeing? What do we need to do? Okay, here's what we're going to do. Hey, here's what we're going to handle that. Um, and then they come out and and they do better. Um, so, so, you know, I'm not now just going to say, no, Zach Taylor might not end up a terrible coach. He may not be a Dave Shula. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give him a, a, the chance um, to see. But still, he's making a lot of mistakes. Maybe he's somewhere between Dave and Don Shula. Yeah, so definitely somewhere between. That'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think that. So I saw something that like the Bengals still. Uh, I think we're the lowest rated offense or something in the first 28 minutes of the game. Like we had, I think a one drive at the end of one of our first halves where we got a touchdown, but we're coming out of the gate slow. And that speaks to maybe a, a poor offensive game plan going into games. Uh, and then like Eric was saying, then Joe Burrow goes into halftime and gets everybody together. So, I mean, I guess Zach Taylor, maybe he's doing a good job of leaning on his players to make some in-game adjustments. Um, I mean, Lou Anarumo also, you could say that his defense didn't come out very great to start that game against the Jaguars either. But maybe we need to let Joe Burrow write the game plans too. Maybe that would be the solution. And, and I was actually talking to John about this earlier. Um, you know, what I do like about Zach Taylor is that he is aggressive and he, he does let them play. Um, if Marvin Lewis would have seen his second-year quarterback check into a play where the tight end was not in the position he was supposed to be and they hadn't practiced before, he may have sprinted down the sidelines and called a timeout, you know, and we would have never gotten that look again. Um, whereas Zach Taylor, I mean, I'm giving him the credit that at least he saw what was going on and understood. He let it go. He let him play. Um, that is good coaching um, or maybe good game calling. Now, I was, uh, you know, you got to give respect to Kitty Cats, who's not here, but, like, he was talking about the um, the Callahan son, who's now our offensive coordinator, yeah. and there was that article about their process, and it was, like, Callahan's around thinking about stuff, and then Zach Taylor comes and talks it to him and catches up, and then Zach Taylor said it. It sounded like a mess, honestly, the game planning process. Yeah, that was not impressive. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm still going with number nine. No, I, b I believe it. And um, actually, you know, you mentioned Kitty Cats. He he sent me a statement <laughs> that he wanted to be shared in, in some way, which um, I'm going to share 
after we take a short break. So uh, we'll be right back in just a minute here. We're back. We're back. We're yes. back. We're back. We're back. It sounded just like Chad. Just like him. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, so, since I can sound like Chad Johnson, maybe I can sound like Paul Katz. <laughs> Paul Kitty Katz, one of our favorite co-hosts on this show, um, our our non-fan who uh, <laughs> we keep around to keep us grounded. He sent a note for the pod. He couldn't be here. He sends his regrets. Uh, and this is me attempting to read it in Paul's voice. <laughs> I've never tried Paul's voice before, but here we go. Before you all unfurl the mission accomplished banner on the coaching, <laughs> Bengals have played four bad teams. Mm. They're three and one. That's great. I'm enjoying it. But two of those wins were last second field goals. Another was against a one foot in the grave, Ben Rapeburger. The loss was against an inept Bears team. Burrow is why we're better than last year, not the coaches. I'm sure you all have talked about how baby Zach and sweet Lou are good at their jobs. And I'm here to counter that by saying they ain't let's see them prove their chops against a good team. Also on urban Meyer, he was grinding on co-eds in Dublin, <laughs> Ohio, which is part of the syllabus for his leadership class at OSU. Apparently. Thank you, Paul, for sharing that. <laughs> So to, to Paul's credit, he's right. Our three victories are against two teams or three teams that are combined two and what's the math there? Seven. <clears throat> so correct. Uh, we've, we've beaten up on some bad opponents, but the bears who we came back against and by all accounts, we should have beaten uh, had we not had a bad coached first half, first three quarters. Uh, they're two and two and they're actually looking like a pretty good football team. Um, so We'll find out this week when we play the Packers. They're three and one. They're coming to Paul Brown. I'm really excited for this game. I, I like uh, Eric's response on the coaching. You know, it was a, it was a some reticent support. Uh, I, I think we Zach Taylor might be proving that he's not mm -hmm. terrible. He might acknowledgement be. of possibility. Acknowledgement yeah. of mm -hmm. possibility. None of us mm -hmm. have said that they're actually good coaches <laughs> or good for. We said, are they maybe? Right. We're, We're kind of asking mm -hmm. ourselves. Yeah. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And and. But, but well, I mean, my my kitty cats is right, and then all, the other response I have is that, that wounded tiger's got sharp claws, kitty cats. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the 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 but the part that I want to pick out there that was kind of you know not the majority, but that really hit was I've enjoyed it and that joy, right? Like let's let let's let the wounded tigers have some joy, and and it's coming to the river, it's coming back. Most, most fans we had in the stadium in five years, like we were in there, it was fucking a party, amazing. Um, so Kitty Cats is feeling that joy and like, you know, we Wounded Tigers don't really want to believe in it, you know, and we want to fight it away, but um, it's coming. Um, we also get ratings. It, not only was it the most attended Paul, Paul Brown game in five years, but that was the most watched Thursday night football game in three, four years. The yeah, jungle is alive, that. baby. Yeah. It's alive. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for humoring the Paul Katz impersonation. And, yeah, find it, help him find a little truth in what he's saying. Um, but, yeah, uh, Urban Meyer's leadership course at OSU, definitely a must-take. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, the analysis. Office hours, the all about the office hours. The satirical commentary, yes, it was all there. 
Now, before you praise Paul too much, I want you to know he does not listen to these podcasts. So don't 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 assume that he's gonna well, hear any of this. Just so you know, John, Johnny Depp doesn't watch his movies. You know, it's like you know, <laughs> true artist. <laughs> oh man! All right, John Ford, I got a question for you, buddy. We've kind of talked all about this, but I'm gonna give you a chance to chime in because you know, uh, two wins in a row. All right. The players seem happy. Are, are you convinced that Zach Taylor is the right man for the job? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask it to you in a hypothetical, which I think might help you. Right now, if you're Mike Brown, you're sitting in your office, you're <clears throat> doing a Sudoku, and uh, Zach Taylor walks in, says, hey, boss, uh, I've got another job offer, um, and I'm considering it. It's actually from Jacksonville. After the game, after we beat them, uh, the owner was in the stadium, and he said, hey, I like what you're doing, Zach. You seem like a real smart guy. Uh, you seem intimidating Not on the getting lap dances in Columbus. Yeah, you know how to control yourself. Um, I need. I I, I want to offer you the job in Jacksonville. Why don't you come down here? I'll, I'll double your salary. Uh, so Zach says to Mike, "You're Mike Brown. I need to know if I have a future here in Cincinnati, Mr. Brown. Uh, I need a three-year contract right now. I need to you to extend me. Let's assume his contract's up at the end of this year, and he's saying to you." I need you to extend my contract for three more years right now or I'm on a plane to Jacksonville tomorrow. I already know they're firing Urban Meyer. They don't like what they saw at that bar in Dublin, Ohio. They want a new guy. They want a responsible young coach who can motivate people. Should I stay here or should I go? What do you say, Mike? I appreciate this question, especially tonight, because this feels like a safer space than normal. Since uh, yeah. Paul and Rick aren't here to just <laughs> shit all over whatever I say about uh, actually liking Zach Taylor. Um, but, um, and, and also check the record. I mean, like you look back a year ago, I was talking about, hey, just give him a fucking chance. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know anything about him. He's got a whole new team. And what has he done? He has rebuilt this whole team. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many old players we have that are over, like past the last three years? Like three? Mm-hmm. Three, four. Um, and, um, he, uh, uh, but also to answer your question, absolutely fucking not. No, I don't say, oh, <laughs> I'm going to give you a three-year extension because you're, what, like two and 14 or whatever the fuck he is. What is he, worse? I don't even know. Uh, whatever. He's lost a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, he's in no uh, position. I think he's now had, he's, he's won eight games in his career and he had five coming into this season. Is that right? Or okay. maybe maybe seven, something. He had six wins before this year, so he's yeah, got so nine, nine now. now. Yeah. Well, there you got this. He's in no position to fucking negotiate his job with me. Mike Brown at this time. <laughs> um, but, but I will say this. Playing hardball. I, mm. I, um, I mean, culture's a big fucking thing. Heavy is the head who wears the crown. He is right now a winning coach, which is saying a lot in the NFL. There, you know, we will see come next week against Green Bay, who is beatable, and we're at home, and he is, he is I don't know, Fucking, I mean, we'll just see. I mean, like, that, that, if they beat Green Bay, to me, that means, obviously, to all of us, a ton, because that's a good organization. And so, John, are, are you showing him the door, or is there a counteroffer? Like, what? Oh, okay. I guess I'm just saying, hey, buddy, why don't you fucking actually have a good year? <laughs> and then, you know, we can discuss what your future looks like. But no, at this moment, yeah, go to Jacksonville then if you want to fucking play hardball with me. Because yeah, we have Joe Burrow here in Cincinnati. Yeah, so, we'll and get... Joe Burrow's 2-0 against Trevor Lawrence. So who do you want to coach? <laughs> That's what I would say. And also, who who is... Uh, I can't remember his name. 
Give me Darren Simmons. How's Darren doing? Call yeah, him. Send him into the office after when the door hits you. Yeah, that's who, 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 or Eric Bieniemy. There's Eric a lot Bien-Ami. of coaches. That's like, what I'm thinking about. We yeah. could uh, put make interim Lou Anarumo smashing from the bottom our, <laughs> our interim head coach, and then go get Bieniemy or somebody else in the off season. I'm with you, John. I but agree that, that, you. that's my funnel point. Like, like I like like Eric was saying. I'm a believer, man. Like I always will be. And right now he's winning, and I want to believe, man, because what else the fuck am I going to do? And I'm tired of the goddamn negativity on this goddamn podcast. I'm in. Let's go for it. He's winning, and we can talk shit about him all day easily, but fuck you. He's 3-1, and one, so let's go. Yeah, and, and the f- yeah. fact is he built a good team. Yeah, like and, we, that's a, yeah. and he's the culture that. seems we, solid. We, we've got good culture. We've got a lot of talent. And it's just a matter of letting it go do its thing. And if well, we were if we were one in three, do these players talk like they're talking? I don't know. No. But I mean, obviously everyone's shitting on him for one in three, and we're, we're, we're you know Zach Taylor is gone. But if the players aren't talking shit on him, then I'm in. Like I, I think that's a huge part of it. Well, and we saw in this game, you know, like Tom Brady's return to the Patriots. It 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 raises the question, you know, like seeing how Belichick's done after Brady's left, seeing Brady win a championship. Like we always marveled at Belichick, the greatest cho- coach ever. But how much was Steve Tom Bill. Brady doing? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to that. Let's get to his prodigy. But um, uh, how much of that was Tom Brady? And and to the point though, then. Is Zach Taylor a good enough coach for for Burrow to partner with Burrow? I mean, was Phil Jackson a good coach? Yes. We, yeah. yeah, yeah. Phil Jackson was a good coach, <laughs> but but I, okay. I I like what Eric's saying though. We may never know. Maybe if we if we think we're gonna go get some hotshot coordinator to come and be our offensive head, our head coach, like maybe he's got too big of an ego and he's gonna try to tame Burrow. And right now burrow's growing and you can't argue with the fact like all the stats are saying burrow's a top 10 quarterback in the league he's the top rated quarterback in the afc north he's like ridiculous numbers throwing the ball over 20 yards downfield jamar chase is making him excellent at that like they're unleashing burrow they're letting burrow fly as burrow said just give me the damn ball and let's keep this shit going um so maybe Zach is the right coach. Maybe, maybe. And I do love that. I mean, when Eric and I were talking, Eric was like, you know, Marvin Lewis, what was his whole motto? Do your job. Do your job. And, yeah, and, like, in this space and time, maybe Zach Taylor, in all of his fucking, you know, um, inadequacies, is actually, yeah, the correct coach for this. He just this. needs to do his job and let Burrow, yeah. let Burrow be but the But also, winner. like, you know, but, like, but like, you know, actually encourage it and empower, like, these players to be – who are the fuck they are and I, actually have a more liberal culture. That's I did see something after that game, Zach Taylor stood there in the tunnel and hugged every single player that's coming amazing. off the field. And they all gave him love. That's amazing. Like that's, that's actually, I was and thinking we like, talk as about someone, how, like afterwards like, when they give the ball away, he can't talk and yada, yada. That I mean, shit, man, that's a 15 second clip, you know, yeah, like we don't know at all what the fuck yeah, is going on. He sits there and he loved on every single dude coming off that field. And I think that makes a difference. I'm, I, I, I see good things. I do see some good things. But if they get blown up by Green Bay next week, I'm going to be out. <laughs> I won't be out. But if we get blown out, I'll be really upset. And I'll, I will think play calling and, and game planning had something to do with it. I can already think that. But I don't think we're going to. All right, fellas. It's your chance to be Zach Taylor and give out the game ball. Zach Taylor gave his game ball to – actually, he had multiple, didn't he? Yeah, he had multiple. I, I apologize. I, I've misprepared. Uh, I remember he gave one to C.J. Uzoma. Mm-hmm. And – Mm, to Joe Burrow. 
Oh, gave yeah, one to Burrow probably, too. Yeah. yeah. Was it just so. those two? Yeah, I think it was because he said Burrow had like 350 yep. yards. Yep. Yeah, you're okay. right. So Burrow and Uzoma got uh, a game ball from Zach Taylor, um, and he highlighted Uzoma's recovery from the Achilles and, and Burrow's leadership, I believe. So it's your turn. We're going to go around the horn. I'll start with you, John. Fresh off your tirade about the negativity of Wounded Tiger. <laughs> Here's some, Who's your game ball going to? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. I mean, I don't know. Um you shot me out first, huh? Uh, let me think about that game. Who we played? Jacksonville. I watched it all. Um, I really liked. Let me go with. I mean, I'll do. I'll be the easy one. I'll take Uzoma. I mean, I'll take Uzoma. It makes yeah. the most sense. It's wild what he did. I mean, that's actually that's bullshit, man. I, 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 no, let me go Burrow. Let me go Burrow because Burrow made Uzoma do what he did, and especially on that last play. I mean, you watch him. He points to him where he wants to him to go, and then he throws it to him. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, like, I don't know that Uzoma does that with Dalton ever in any game. So I'll go Burrow. I'll go Burrow. I'll just call you Zach Taylor Jr. <laughs> Burrow and Uzoma? Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> General counsel. It was the right call. No, yeah, I'm agreeing too. Woo. Yeah. Doubling down, tripling mm-hmm. down. Well, I mean, if you want, if, if you want someone else that, and we don't, no one's talking enough about Logan Wilson and, and even that goal line stand and uh, that fourth and two at the end of that half. I mean, that is a winning play, um, game winning play in a way. Um, but to, <laughs> to Jofo's point, I don't know if Andy Dalton's coming back from 14, nothing or 21. I mean, it doesn't matter. So Burrow and CJ, what they did. Um, I also think CJ pick and uplifting him and what he's doing um, is a good move by a coach. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we're on the Zach Taylor bandwagon today. I mean, yeah, I'm saying CJ and Burrow. Sean. Yeah, I, I think I went linebackers the first couple weeks. I've, I've called Logan Wilson, uh, giving him a game ball. I gave one to Jermaine Pratt, I think, as well. Uh I would love to give one to Logan Wilson again, again for the huge goal line stop on uh, on that fourth and one there at the end of the first half. And I will say, I called that. Jofo and I were at the concession stand in line, and I said before the play, I said it's going to be a keeper. Trevor Lawrence is going to keep it. Logan Wilson's going to see it, and he's going to stop him. And then it happened. It, it was exactly amazing. It. it was thing. amazing. There was someone yelling about a Coney crate like a couple aisles down, but I was like, I called that, and I knew it. Uh, but then, you know, I, I also, obviously, the the picks are Burrow and Uzoma. But I think I'm going to go with Tyler Boyd this week. Uh, Tyler Boyd had a great Same game more. in the slot. Same more. Uh, he, he really balled out. He was basically uncoverable. They couldn't, they, in the second half, Boyd was huge. He had like 100 and over 100 yards receiving, I think nine catches, something like that. Uh, without T. Higgins, uh, Boyd was great. And I noticed a lot in the second half, we were putting both Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd uh, in slot positions on either side of the line. And that's why Uzoma was out wide on that final play right before the McPherson field goal to win it. Um, and Boyd had a huge block on that play. He, he, I think Eric was saying, like, he 
uh, blocked one guy and then got in the way of another guy to spring Uzoma. Um, Trent, Trenton Irwin, child actor, prodigy, uh, got a block on that play as well. Uh, so I'm going to go with Boyd, uh, but I will say one thing about the linebackers, and I saw this before. I'm, I'm throwing a lot of information at you guys. Uh, we right now have three linebackers that are ranked in the top 25 in the NFL and PFF rankings. Uh, and that's in the that's Pratt, ADG, and Logan Wilson. And that's on the heels of having two straight years where we were like 29th and 30th as a linebacking core. So although our defense didn't have a good first half, they made stops when they needed to, and that allowed Burrow to ball out and find guys like Boyd and Nozoma. So an all-around team win. We said that last week against the Steelers. This team, uh, you know, at all phases, special teams, defense, offense, that we can excel in all those phases. We haven't put our best game together yet. So while Kitty Cats is talking about we've beaten up on crap opponents, we still haven't played our best game, and I'm hoping we'll do it this week against Green Bay. Which I don't think is that great. They're a good organization, but they've got dysfunction too. They've got dysfunction with Aaron Rodgers and whatnot. So we'll yeah, see what we got do. Some problems. I, yeah, yeah. I gotta get more game balls for you guys. I mean, I need a lot. Zach Taylor can <laughs> hand out more than one. Why can't I? No, I think you you wanted to give out like four there, Sean. Yeah, it felt I like, did. which is good. I, I love all the praise you're giving, and it's all deserved. I I didn't realize Tyler Boyd had over a uh, hundred yards receiving. Um, yeah. 118, which is awesome. Nine catches for 118 yards. Um, and I, gosh, it's hard to pick out anything that you guys haven't already covered for me. I'll just give out one and it'll be burrow. Cause I, I think he is the leader of the team. Um, I, I think it's, you know, you got, you mentioned it earlier. I think it was you, Sean, who brought up how they had him mic'd up. He's on the sideline. He's telling multiple people, put the ball in my hands. We'll win it. You know, like I, I think he's got it. I think he's the one that gave the halftime team talk that that changed the game i think zach taylor's given him just enough as far as tools to to be the leader to win games for us and burrow's taking it the rest of the way on the field on the sidelines in the locker room he's it and he deserves it i mean cj had a hell of a game but he's a glue guy <laughs> he's a glue guy and and i'm glad he got a game ball but i'm just gonna give out one and it's gonna go to burrow uh so we got a little trivia before we Sign off here. John Ford's got a question. I just, I'm just curious how DJ Reader did in that game. Did anybody notice DJ Reader? Did he do much? Was he good? Uh, I don't know. He wasn't one of our top five graded players on PFF. And as much as we love PFF, I'm sorry, PFF, I'm not a inside subscriber. <laughs> so, but he's still, uh, he's still, I think one of our top five overall rated players for the whole season. He's over an 80 overall. Our defensive line is way better as a as a unit than they were the past few years. We've got B DJ Reader, BJ Hill, Josh Depuo, and I'm missing one other guy right now. Uh, Ogan Joby. Ogan Joby. The most important. They're all thing, rated 78 or above by PFF for the whole season. The, I think the most important thing that Reader is brought in to do is stop the run. Yeah. So I look at Jacksonville's running stats, and Trevor Lawrence had 36 yards rushing, but that's mostly towards the outside. James Robinson, their running back, had 78 yards rushing and two touchdowns. I mean, the first half they kind of ran at will, so I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say it was DJ Reader's best game. 
Um, yeah. But again, I think he was tired. I think they were all banged up on the defense. That's true. After yeah. that game against we were Pittsburgh three Bates. days prior, yeah, Bates yeah, is missing. missing Bates, and then and then they had a good first half against. And us. our secondary, Awuzie is out injured too, and so that puts more pressure on the D line. Urban so. Meyer was coaching in the first half, and then he started thinking about that bar in Columbus <laughs> in the second half. So, <laughs> all right, well, let's uh, transition real quick here. How do you stop being fired? I got a trivia question. How do you stop being fired? Here comes trivia, yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. So the, here, the trivia tonight is going to be about the uh, Ring of Honor. And essentially what is going to happen here is I'm going to uh, play. We're going to play Who Am I? I'll read a stat about one of the individuals, and there's only four of them. Um, if you yell something out, you're done. You're out for the round. Okay? <laughs> nice. I love it. Um, and... Uh, you know, basically the first person named the right name, you get the point. That's the end of it. Okay. So how do we know? How do we get to? I'll say acknowledge our answer? you. Um, or we have to raise our hands. Uh, uh, no. I well, I think the first person. That's unfair. You yell it hands. out. Then. I guess uh, I can. I can take. I can take a hand raise. I guess I get a hand raise. We we have limited. Or mics, you just want to so. give us a chance. You just like want to say Alex has to go first, no. then me, then. No, 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 no. So <laughs> the first person who can say it has got to say it. And if you want to do a hand raise, let's do a quick palm, and I'll call on you, okay? Um, but I'll just start with the stats, and then, um, mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's the best way, because we, we only because we have limited mics. If we had mm -hmm. all the mics, we could just simply just yell mm -hmm. it out. But mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, We're looking for sponsors to help fund uh, mic purchases, <laughs> by the way. If you want to be a sponsor of the Wounded Tiger podcast, please reach out, woundedtiger513 at gmail.com. <laughs> all right, here we go. Grip praises. All right, number one. Um, this is the first person that was inducted into the Ring of Fire um, at the halftime show this last Thanksgiving. Uh, no. Ring of what was yeah. it called? Ring of uh, Honor. Honor Fire. Yeah. The Ring of Fire, fire was I don't know. Honor. Yes, the I'm Toilet Bowl Friday morning, John. That was the Ring of Fire. <laughs> oh, Mike Brown hasn't let me celebrate any of the ex of the Bengals players yet. This is the first time, yeah, yeah. so I'm just uh -huh. you know, I'm new to it. Um, Those jackets were fire, though. Yeah. I didn't see them. All right, the first one is, um, here we go. I was the first coach of the Cleveland Browns. Okay, Sean was first. Paul Brown. Yeah, all right. One point, obviously. That was, I mean, that was the easiest one. He's no, not that even, was good. You know, you got by it. the way, no, that um, was good. a couple of things about Paul Brown, by the I way. I didn't get it. Oh. That I looked up. He's a, he was a tough negotiator for salaries and was described as cold and brutal by sports writers, which is good to know. I mean, you know, when we, we think about Mike Brown, yeah. you know, and he's kind of like a, you know, well, yeah, yeah cold So what's the difference is, I guess, Paul Brown knew how to coach football and that, Mike Brown. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe he was, maybe just, maybe Mike Brown just wasn't, you know, he's not in the right time. Well, one thing I love about Paul Brown, and I love this about our history, he was one, he was one of the first coaches to really push integration and in a lot of black players, right? yeah, to, to, to embrace black players in the NFL. I so, didn't know that. Yeah, big ups. He also invented the draw play. Yeah, he was an innovator. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, then he fucking picked cool, up man. Bill Walsh and like Sam Weiss. He's, yeah, he's an innovator. All right, number two, you guys. Uh, I grew up in Bartow, Florida. Yeah, no shit. Okay, are you oh, serious? You, you jumping in? Alex is in. Ken Riley. Correct. Oh, wow. man. that was a good guess. How did you know that? Yes. Process, Process of elimination. elimination. <laughs> oh, he's playing. Uh -huh. is from Southern California, and Ken Anderson could not be from Florida. Fox. He's from Illinois or something, I think. Fox is You're definitely going to nail number three then, too. Mm -hmm. um, we'll get I was, yeah, I can rally. The next one was I put in 1947. 
<laughs> and the last one was I had 65 interceptions in my career. One of the most underrated fucking uh, corners ever. Yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, number three. Okay. Uh, we have one-to-one. Sean is one. Alex is one. Uh, I was the third overall draft pick in the 1980 NFL draft. Eric was first. I thought it was going to be the guy that it's not. I don't know. <laughs> I was the third was overall draft pick in the 1980 draft. Ken Anderson. No. Right, Eric's out. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> Munoz. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Munoz. He also played at – the actual first stat I had was I played college at the University of Southern California, but you said that instantly. So. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I can't believe – yeah. And then he played He played left tackle for us for 13 years. This is really easy. I mean, this, you, gotta, you guys got to be quick on this. Alex has got well, two. Sean, you're the right. last guy. All right, fourth question. Right, fourth, <laughs> yeah, <no> shit. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't the best. Ken Anderson. Done, has it? Um, I'll tell you things, though, Ken Anderson, though. He uh, – what was he? He was selected in the third round of the 1970 draft by the Bengals. And over the course of 16 seasons, Anderson led the league in passer rating four times, completion percentage three times, and passing yards twice. He was also a broadcaster of the Bengals for like seven years. Thanks, John. Thanks for pulling good that together. Stats. Yeah, good it was kind of last minute uh, that we asked you to do trivia, so it's all good. Um, you said it wasn't good, though. No, I said it was, good. Good. it was all uh, good. It was all good. No, I mean... <laughs> I mean, thank you for everything you do. Uh, <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get out of here, guys. Let's wrap it up with um, some predictions. Next Sunday, six days from now, we are playing against the three and one Green Bay Packers, who currently sit first place in the NFC North. They're coming to the jungle. Sean, don't tell me about every player on the team. Just tell me what we're gonna do to them. I will tell you about the last time the Packers <laughs> visited Green Bay, or the, the visited Cincinnati. If you remember, I talk about that whole NFC North thing a lot. Uh, we're playing the NFC North. Oh, that's your thing. Go ahead. Right. Come so on. so we it. do well historically against the NFC yes. North. The last time they visited was 2013. You guys right remember a late game fumble picked up by Terrence Newman, returned it for a victory. Uh, I'm predicting 31 to 27 Bengals in the jungle. It's a close one, high scoring. Um, it's going to be hard for us to contain Aaron Rodgers, but I think we do uh, stop the run. And I think we have some timely plays on defense. And I think Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, I'm hoping we see T. Higgins, maybe Chris Evans. I'm naming the entire team. 31 27 Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, sorry, real quick before we get you, uh, Eric, um, nobody's predictions were correct last time. I predicted a shutout, which was way wrong. I guess the closest as far as margin of victory would have to be Paul with his 3-2 to two prediction. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I think that the jungle is alive, and I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a problem in the jungle. Um, and if we can be close enough going into the second half, then I think that the Bengals win by a field goal, but not a last-minute kick. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers gets a last possession in the jungle, and the jungle shuts him down. Nice. Okay. No score, score needed. With all those details, I don't care what the score is. We win by a field goal, <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers has a chance to win, but doesn't because of the jungle. Love it, love it. John Ford. I um, 
This is a really hard one this week. I think uh, I'm going to go with my general March Madness strategy <laughs> where I picked UC going out in the first round <laughs> so that if they do go first round, I win. But then if they lose, um, you win. Then I win again. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say the bear, uh, the, um, <laughs> the Bearcats. I'm going to say that the Packers, I think they're going to beat the shit out of us, dude. I, I, I'm, like, I'm so nervous, and I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to say that they beat us 30 to fucking 17. Wow. Okay. Uh, to be fair, I did that when we played the Steelers. I predicted a loss because I wanted oh, us yeah. to win, and uh, I wanted to prepare my heart. Yeah. You, uh-huh. know? you just got to get that heart guarded and ready. Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, all of our games have been close, so except the Steelers game. Got to call a close one here. I do think Green Bay's secondary is banged up and we could pass all over them. So I'm going to go with a shootout. I think we're going to clear 30 points. 38-35. Bengals on a field goal. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's going to be my call. So, fellas, that's it for tonight. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, glad to have you here in person, Eric. Um, that's a special treat, so appreciate you, buddy. Wounded Tiger shirts and sweatshirts are available. It, mine did arrive, and I will say my large fits great. All right. Yeah. So if you're a big, sexy person like Sean, <laughs> get a large. <laughs> uh, go to woundedtiger.threadless.com for your swag. Follow us on social media at woundedtiger513 on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash woundedtiger513. Until next time, pay Jesse Bates. Fuck the Steelers. Harvest with the 
Sticky, icky, 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 icky